Life Audio. Hello. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for our lives. I'm your host, Grace Fox. And after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, Daniel 6.10. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Today's Bible verse is Daniel 6.10. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open toward Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, and gave thanks to his God. Prayer is simply having conversation with God, and Daniel understood this well. Thanks to his example, today's verse provides several insights to help us develop a deep and effective prayer life like his. But before we explore those insights, let's put the verse into its context. Daniel was in big trouble. Because he'd proven himself so reliable, King Darius the Mede planned to place him over the entire kingdom. Now that didn't sit well with the princes and other administrators, so they began plotting ways to find fault with him. There was only one problem. They couldn't find anything wrong with Daniel's character or work performance. Their only hope was to find fault with him over something related to his faith in God. And that they did. They convinced King Darius to issue an irrevocable law saying that everyone who prayed to anyone other than the king within the next 30 days would be thrown into a den of lions. Today's verse picks up when Daniel learned about the law being signed. The first thing he did was go home and enter his upstairs room for prayer. Considering the seriousness of the situation, he could have gone into hiding or demanded an audience with the king to reveal the way in which he'd been duped. He could have confronted the troublemakers and demanded that they pull strings to undo this irrevocable law. He could have gathered his friends who worshipped Yahweh and called for an emergency meeting, a, a brainstorming session to figure out how to respond without losing their lives. But Daniel did none of the above. Instead, he turned to God in prayer. So what's our usual response when confronted with an emergency? Do we fly into a panic? or try to come up with a plan to gain control over our circumstances? Do we run to our friends to pour out our hearts and share our concerns? 
Or do we seek alone time with the Lord, if only for a few minutes? There's nothing wrong with making a plan to help us get through the initial crisis. Neither is there anything wrong with talking to trusted friends who will support and pray for or with us. But I suspect that following Daniel's example and first quieting ourselves in God's presence will set our minds and emotions in a better place. Second, Daniel was about 90 years old by now, and he well understood the importance of conversing with God on a regular basis. The words, as usual, tell us that he'd made prayer a practice, and the verse tells us he prayed three times a day. That was something devout Jews did. Now, nothing says we must do the same today, but the principle of making prayer a regular spiritual discipline and not just a go-to when emergency strikes It's a good one for us to embrace. Third, Daniel knelt to pray. In Luke 22, we read that Jesus did the same. He, too, is facing a crisis when his posture was noted and recorded for us to read about 2,000 years later. Luke 22, 41 and 42 say, He knelt down and prayed, Father, if you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Kneeling indicates humility and submission. Through their body posture, both Daniel and Jesus acknowledge God as king, worthy of reverence and obedience. Not everyone is physically able to kneel, but if you are, give it a try. When I kneel in prayer, I experience a shift in my attitude toward God. I know he's my friend, but... Kneeling reminds me of his kingship. I still give him my requests, but they seem less important. I'm in his presence to honor him, to listen to him, and to bow my heart in obedience. Finally, Daniel included thanksgiving in his prayer. We might wonder what he found to be thankful for while facing the threat of death by lion. Scripture doesn't tell us but we might assume that he gave thanks for God's sovereignty over his situation. Perhaps he gave thanks for God's faithfulness to him throughout his entire life. Maybe he gave thanks for the peace he was experiencing despite having every reason to panic. Regardless, Daniel got it right on this point too. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Giving thanks, especially in a difficult time, shifts our focus from our situation to God's sovereignty over it. Acknowledging His involvement in our circumstances and His power over them dispels our fear and calms our anxious thoughts. Peace comes, an inexplicable peace that's impossible for us to work up ourselves. Prayer is conversing with God. It's not about following a list of things we should or should not do or say. It's about growing our relationship with Him. Daniel was an amazing hero of the faith who clearly walked with God. So when we're talking about prayer... His is a good example to follow. And speaking of prayer, 
May I pray for you today? Father, thank you for the privilege of talking with you. Thank you for inviting us into your presence and stooping to hear our concerns. Help us learn to integrate prayer into every part of our lives, to talk with you not only in crisis times, but also in the mundane, to begin and end our day in conversation with you, and to converse in the hours in between as well. We love you, and we value the role of prayer in growing our relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you leave us a rating and review in your favorite podcast app? It helps us connect to more listeners like you. This episode was produced by Kelly Gibbons and Stephen Sanders, with executive oversight by Stephen McGarvey. We want to thank our wonderful hosts, Jennifer Slattery and Grace Fox. You can hear more from Jennifer by visiting jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com. And you can find out more from Grace by visiting gracefox.com. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Christmas. For most kids, it's the most joyful time of the year. But this Christmas, 1.5 million children will spend the holiday separated from a parent because their mom or dad is behind bars. Prison Fellowship Angel Tree needs churches in our communities to volunteer to bless local children with a gift, the gospel, and a loving message from their parent. I believe this is an incredible opportunity for our listeners to share the love of Jesus this Christmas. Many of Prison Fellowship's partner churches continue ministry to local Angel Tree families after Christmas is over. Through this ongoing care, Prison Fellowship Angel Tree strengthens and encourages families every day. Angel Tree wouldn't be possible without the help of faithful volunteers. If you're ready to make an eternal impact in your community, please register today at angeltree.org backslash church. That's angeltree.org backslash church. Miracles are everywhere. Let our adventure begin! Discover Pure Flix, your premium streaming service where faith and family values come home. Ready to have some fun? The most exclusive selection of quality, wholesome movies and series that will uplift your spirit. A man can argue whether God exists, but when he looks at his daughters, he knows. With new arrivals every week. Unbelievable. Save big and enjoy the possibilities, like invitations to exclusive theatrical screenings. I see it, so I believe it. Find out more by joining today at pureflix.com. It's a crazy world out there, moms and dads. I'm Katherine Seegers, host of Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.